What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This episode of the podcast was filled with a very great story with super tactical advice with an absolutely incredible guest. In this episode, Mark tells that story from the very beginning to starting and running two very successful companies down in Taunton, Mass. We chatted about many different actionable concepts like taking serious action, thinking like an owner, and the bigger picture value of your time. There are tons of extraordinary points in this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 20 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, I have the great pleasure of interviewing Mark Mason, an absolutely phenomenal house flipper and owner of Eastside Property Development down in Southern Mass, as well as the owner of an amazing mechanical company called RCL Mechanical. What's going on, Mark? How are you doing, man? I'm very excited to have you on. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Kyle. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I've been looking forward to it. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm ready for this. You know, it's my first podcast, like I was telling you, and I'm, I'm, I'm all ears, drink my monster, I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I love it, man. Started. I love it, man. That's awesome. Uh, so to jump straight into things, you know, what kind of got you into real estate, real estate investing, and, you know, what's kind of your backstory? You know, uh, I, went to, uh, I, I went to a vocational technical school for plumbing, mm-hmm. uh, hence why I own the mechanical company. I owned uh, plumbing and mechanical. I, I started off with wanting to be a plumbing and mechanical business owner, you know, and that's what I am. Um, you know, as I get into it, you know, I started growing the business. I met a lot of, um, you know, house flippers and they wanted to, me to do the plumbing in the house and, you know, all the work, all the work with it. And uh, this was probably going back to, you know, I graduated in 09, uh, 2014, I bought my first multifamily. So I, I believe I was 21. Um, so, you know, the way I got into it is I surrounded myself by the right people, you know, yep. um, did I want to take that, that, that single family house for four grand to plummet? No, you know what I mean? But I did it to put myself, to give myself opportunity to get in there, grow the business, um, you know, and to see where it came. I had no idea in the world that I was going to come to like me coming to light and be like, why don't I flip houses? You know, <laughs> you know, in my head, I was like, you know, I feel like I could do better than this guy or this girl, you know, this is, you know, why are they doing it this way? Cause I just think mechanically, you know, I had that business mindset. So, you know, yeah. um, that's how it started, you know, and crazy to see, uh, crazy to tell you, I actually heard on the radio, you know, this fortune builders, uh, they said, Hey, you know, come in free, free three day webinar, uh, three, three day seminar. I said, you know what? I'm going to go. It's free. You know, I'm sure they're going to try to pitch me something at the back end. I'm going to yep. deny it. I'm going to try to get everything I can out of it. And uh, I went there three days and it, it pretty much changed my life. You know, I went there. Uh, I took everything out of it. I wrote everything down. I recorded it. And, uh, you know, I came out of that with fire to my ass. I was like, let's go. Let's do this. You know, and at that I, I believe I was I want to say that was years ago. Um, it it might have been right around 2014. I did that. So I came out of the gate, uh, um, 
what the plan, you know, I was like, I'm going to house hack, you know, I hopped on bigger pockets. I did all kinds of, uh, did all kinds of, uh, you know, research and everything. And I bought my first three family. Ironic situation. Um, you know, a good family friend, realtor, she, uh, we found this house, this house on Hubzoo, you know, this is when Hubzoo, I think, first came out when you could actually find deals on it. It was Hubzoo.com. So I went on there. Uh, obviously, it was the, you know, it was a start, it was going to be the spike of everything going on right now in 2014. Yeah. So what I did was uh, I bought three family for $178,000 um, down here. You know, that was at that time, you probably were like, ah, you know, it's a good deal. But, you know, you could have done better uh, because, you know, three, four years prior to that, people were buying three families in the, my area for 80, 90 grand, which is unheard of now, you know? <laughs> um, so uh, I bought it. Um, the realtor said, you know, she talked to her boss. And she said, Mark, there's no way you're going to close this thing. It's in terrible condition. You're going to go for a mass housing loan. You need railings. You need, you know, there's holes in the walls. This, this place was a crack house. I said, what's the lockbox? And I went in there. I had three buddies. We went in there with a five-gallon bucket of mud. We had a door. We had cement. We put railings on. Uh, me being the plumber, I turned the water on the street, jumped it out, jumped out the meter with the hose, had water to the house, um, had electric to the house, turned on with TMLP, and uh, you know there was no. I didn't get the gas on, but they didn't, thankfully they didn't check the heat. So they walked through it, you know. It appraised, everything worked out. It was 14 days prior to closing. <laughs> and uh, we were just about, you know, at that point, you're like, you know, you're almost clear. Yeah. Um, so we, we, uh, my loan originator, which I was very new at this point. So everything was, it was everything was kind of like new to me. So I kind of learned this whole thing, you know, on the go, you know. I did my research and then I just, I went with it. So I, I, I'm learning as I go at that point. Um, and he said, Mark, we can't close this loan. It's, it's a high risk loan because on Hubs, they give you a buyer's premium and that buyer's premium puts you over that, um, they put you over that threshold. So he says, I have a good friend. I'm going to hook you up with her, you know, and, you know, see what she can do. Her name was Sarah Martin Brooks in Vision Bank. I went to her. I, I'm pretty sure she closed alone in like 14, 15 days on time. Absolutely amazing for just a basic loan. I don't even know how she did it. <laughs> to this date, I've never used anybody else except for her. I've given her probably 30 loans, maybe, um, between my loans, my refinances, my my friend's loans. You know, everybody I sell to is like, go to her. She's the real deal. And she is because she just makes it happen, you know? Yeah. So. And that's kind of goes into a lot of the questions that you're probably going to ask today is, is your network, you know, um, surround yourself by the right people because that, that, that's, that, that's what your net worth is, you know? So, um, yeah, after that, got my first flip in Norton, um, you know, word of mouth, no marketing, no nothing. I said, you know, I got out there. I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to flip houses. I want to flip houses. You know, they knew I bought that, that other house right there. Um, you know, that goes, you want to say to, to touch on that, you got to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you get forgotten, you know, if people see you, they keep remembering it. You know what I mean? Repeat mm -hmm. business. Oh, Mark, he flips houses, you know? Um, so, you know, I got that house. 
uh, Norton Mass, bought it for 125. I actually wholesaled the one for 185. Turned it into the next flip. It was like a month later. I was it was a short sale. I was negotiating with the bank, um, and I believe it was up for 199 for a two-family. I offered 120. Uh, they denied me. I offered 125. They came back and said 130. I said I accepted it. And then they wrote it, the bank wrote up for 120. So that was like a school. The realtor said he's never seen nothing like that. And I was like, you know what? Let's do it. It's a sign, you know? <laughs> so we uh, we did that in that that two, that was a two-family. I put about 80 grand into that, sold it for 300 at the time. And that once again, that was a private sale on Facebook. And uh, we we rolled with it. Um, and since then, I mean I've probably done over 50, I would think. I haven't counted actually. Uh, I haven't looked down. I'm not good at looking down and absorbing what what's going yeah. on. You know, I'm just kind of I'm always focused. It's probably one of my downfalls. But um, yeah, and that and ever since then it's been history. You know, and I we just kept you know kept going and going. You know, so that's kind of how I got started. That's incredible, man. You know, just yeah. like just the sure, you know, like just drive and like all it took you know, to like really like open up the opportunities and stuff was going to a free three-day class thing. So yes, yeah. yeah, it's insane, man. Like that's, that's all a lot of people need is just that one spark, like to see what's possible. And you're like, Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> There's more to this. Exactly. exactly. You know, that's all it takes is just a little, a little, little thing. You know, my, one of my big saying is get the contract. And create the opportunity later. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I stick by that all the time. Just get the contract. Once you get the yep. contract, put it together. You know, get creative. So I like that a lot. I, somebody else was mentioning that too. You know, just like get it under contract and then like figure it out after that. Yeah. You know, yep. and like call the right people and stuff, you know, get it together the right way and, and then just make it happen kind of like on the fly. I guess. Yeah. 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 I use that in both of my businesses. Just get the contract because, you know, that's what you need to keep going. I mean, you're going to stay relevant. You have to make sure the numbers work, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I've taken risk. I took a risk. I have, you know, to keep my guys going and stuff like that. But um, I try to, I try to level up from uh, be a level above all my, all the other flippers out there. You know, I want to do things right. I want to have the right team. I want to give my team, you know, everything I can, whether it's vacation time, whether it's, you know, Christmas bonuses, whether it's, I mean, this year they got bonuses and, and heated Milwaukee jackets that said Eastside on it. Um, they loved it, you know, and it's part of building the brand and in turn, you know, people love the brand, you know what I mean? People love seeing that, you know? So as much as the social media has been tough for me, um, I'm not a social media guy. So, you know, I've evolved and that's what I've done, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's, it's so nuts. You know, yeah. especially kind of going back to what you mentioned before, you know, how like some of the deals were coming from Facebook and stuff. Like that's, that's insane. Yeah. Like from people you know on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, out of the nine deals last year, actually, I'm going to look on my phone right now mm -hmm. and see which ones were actually on that were actually came from MLS. Yeah. Let me see. What do I got here, bud? Um, let's see. 
because that's important you know um yeah yeah it looks like it looks like none of them actually oh one so i got one off mls so out of nine closed properties last year not acquired nine nine closed properties last year one came off mls Wow. And that one was, <laughs> here it is, create an opportunity. This one actually was ironic. Everyone has a story. I feel like I can write a book sometimes. Uh, <laughs> this one was New Year's Eve. And it came on the market at like, you know, six, seven o'clock. I was actually happened to already be out. Um, yeah. and I was getting, you know, pizza and beers with friends and whatever. I seen it come on. I'm like, multifamily. Uh, what was it on for? I believe it was on for um, 200. 199 and i called him right away i said you know i called the listing realtor because i feel like that's how you get the deals because they want to double dip it all comes yeah. down to money you know um yeah. i said you know i might have had a few beers i said hey i want this i want it now you know I, i'll you know i'll send you a deposit tomorrow morning on site unseen i got never done this before sight unseen uh well on auctions i have but like on mls you yeah. usually go and look at them i'm like sight unseen you know, I'll take it. He's like, Mark, it comes with a tenant upstairs. The first floor will be vacant. I said, perfect. I'll take it. Close in 30 days. See ya. Uh, he loved it. You know, he actually got me in there to see it anyway after we got on the contract. And um, six months later, I finally closed it because it was title issues and it was in probate. And uh, in that six months, um, you know, unfortunate, the person upstairs passed. Um, I got the house vacant. You know, I flipped it. I put about 75 grand into it and sold it for, put it on the market for 325 and got like 369. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was, and it was, a, it was about a month rehab, month and a half rehab. So it was good, you know, and that's what, that's what it comes down to is get the contract. Like I said, get that contract, create the opportunity and, uh, do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I love to hear stories like that, man. You know, like, Oh, it just came up today. Like I already took action on it and you know, it, it turned out you ended up closing it, you know, and yeah. getting through all like the title issues and all that fun stuff, like all because you literally just saw it and jumped like, let's go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> you can't beat stories like that, you know, uh -huh. cause like other people like to run their numbers and stuff and like, you know, like take time and stuff. But like, if you're really on the ball and like, like got the, um i guess the ability to like really take action on it fast then yep. it seems like you kind of reap your rewards yeah yeah i mean and every every, every house kind of had a story you know this one yeah. was actually one of the biggest uh drug houses in taunton so it was very uh nice. <laughs> and you know i have a lot of friends in the police offices and stuff like that they're like you are crazy mafia this that the door's getting kicked in they tried robbing the mailman they you know i'm yeah. like you know it ended up working out. I got it. You know, it was a tough two weeks until I realized everything was changing. But the biggest thing is, is you drop that dumpster there that first day, that hour you close, the dumpster's ready to go. Once they see the dumpster, you know, it's, they mean, it's, it's, you know, it's you. Yeah. They get a promise, you know, it's like, you know, keep it moving, guys, you know. So uh, that's, that's, that's what happened with that one. It's super impressive, man. I, I love that story. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to kind of jump into, you know, the next question that ties right into that, uh, what's kind of your drive and your vision for the long term? 
I know, you know, coming out of high school and stuff, you wanted to have like your plumbing and mechanical company and be the owner, you know, and that kind of stemmed into this and everything and where you are now. But yeah, what's kind of like your long term, like your fire, I guess you could say. You know, I don't do it for the money. It's crazy that that sounds, you know, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, you know, I just love keep. I love moving. I love interacting. I love staying on the go, staying busy. I love having, you know, I guess you could say having the financial freedom. Um, you know, I, I never had a, I never had a set plan saying, Hey, I want to flip houses. I want a rental portfolio. I want, you know, I want a wholesale, you know, I kind of just, I kind of let the market dictate what I was going to do. Yes. So I get, like, I tell my guys, uh, you know, we got to be ready for what's coming, you know, and I was actually st- telling them this, this past year from COVID, I said, listen, don't know where everything's going. It's going to get crazy. Luckily it didn't too bad, but uh, you know, we have to be diverse. We're going to start building. We're going to start doing customer jobs. We're going to keep flipping, we, you know, whatever, you know, if you have to mow my lawn and when it doesn't need to be mowed, we'll do it. You know, we'll keep busy. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess my drive is just, you know, the brand and, and, and you know, you know, in the end, you know, it would be nice to be retired at an early age and, and to kind of like be able to spend more time with the family and, you know, and, and teach my, you know, my kids the game. And I have a nephew that I love, like, love showing him, you know, there's more options in college, you know, yeah. um, which he's kind of learned that, you know, and I didn't really push it on him, but I'm trying to show him what's out there. Yeah. And he's 17 today. And he, you know, he, he wants to be in real estate. And I'm like, wow, if I, if I, <laughs> If I knew what he knew, and if I surrounded myself by an uncle or a dad or a friend that knew what I knew at 17, I would have been ahead of everybody 20 years, you know, 10 years, whatever it is, you know. So I guess it's just everything. It's a little bit of everything, the whole drive, you know. It's not just wealth, you know. It's a little bit of the freedom. It's some of wealth, you know, um, and just, you know, the name and the brand. So. that's kind of it really, you know? Yeah. I, I totally really, get where you're coming from. I don't have a set plan on, you know, Hey, I want to own this much rental units or I want to flip this many houses right now. I have no, well, I have two, I have, I'm, I'm flipping one house right now. Usually I'm averaging three at a time, two, three at a time. Right now the market calls for just flipping one. I, I only have one, you know, the yeah. biggest thing is saying discipline and, and, and consistent, I feel like I'm doing that and I still haven't got anything for the right price. But what I have been getting is a lot of land. So now we're moving over to the land portion, which is, you know, fairly new for me, um, but I'm learning it and I'm gonna conquer it. And that's what's gonna happen. So I'm building two houses that are breaking ground in two weeks, side by side that I got, vacant land that I got under contract about three months ago, went through the engineering process it's getting cleared right now. So that's pretty cool. And then um, the foundation goes in in two, three weeks and we're gonna start rolling on it. I got a um, piece of land in Berkeley, Mass under contract. I'm currently negotiating Warsaw, Warlot subdivision in Middleborough, Massachusetts. 
I just got on a contract at one lot in Dighton, Massachusetts. So it went from all types of rehabs to building, which I kind of like the rehab is better because they, they're quicker turn. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, it's quicker. You know what yeah. I mean? This, it's quicker. So um, the building is a little bit more, uh, I feel like more riskier because it's longer, you know, more money tied up and it's longer term. You know, mm -hmm. instead of 70, 80 grand, even 100 grand to a house sometimes or 200, like the last one I put up, but uh, it's 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 three hundred thousand. You know what I mean? You can't build a colonial for less than three hundred thousand these days. You know, so that's where I'm at. You know, so I'm once again I'm I'm going with the market. You know, I'm not making any crazy decisions that are gonna be bad for the company. I am I'm gonna stay consistent on you know because you make money on when you buy the house, not when you sell the house. Construction costs is construction costs. You know, if you if you're trying to say hey I want this house and you know, is it really a hundred thousand dollars about this house? You know, can we do it for 80? You probably shouldn't be doing that because you're talking yourself into buying the deal. Um, you stick what you got, you stick what you know, you know, um, because in the end, you're not going to want to work six months, you know, just, uh, to make no money and, and stuff can go so fast. So that's my, that's my biggest thing. It's like, when you buy your first one, stick to the numbers. Stay disciplined as, as bad as it can be. And as long as it can take, if you stay disciplined and consistent, you will find the right deal that will put you in a position to, you know, to start your uh, real estate track. That's phenomenal, man. I, I appreciate that so much, like how valuable that is, you know, especially like, you know, just kind of like staying fluid and like letting things, you know, kind of take their course and see how the market is and, you know, being able to adapt to do different things. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you are flipping, you know, one house at a time right now, you know, which is obviously like phenomenal, but like the land sales might be a little bit more, I guess, like popular, like the way that the markets decided it. So, I mean, yeah, like you've never done it before, but like just the willingness to adapt and to learn and to, to like pick yeah. that up is, is insane. You know, you have a lot more tools in your tool belt for when, you know, the market decides to do whatever it decides, you know, at any given point. Yep. Like you have yep. a lot of different stuff going on still. I love exactly. that, man. That's that's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Um, so this one we kind of got into a little bit already. Uh it was would you mind telling the story of acquiring your first property? Um, was there any like big lessons that you learned from that? I know you kind of got into that as well, but like any really big ones that stuck out? Hmm. Big lessons uh, that I've learned uh, on the first property. You know, the biggest lesson, I mean, when you say that, you almost want to, you almost have something like a negative uh, lesson. I think it was all positive, you know? I got the contract, you know, I was very uncomfortable, which you should want to feel uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. When you're making a, a big money move like that, you're purchasing your first house, you're purchasing any house, you know, sometimes, Every time I purchase a house, I'm like, Oof, what, what, what doesn't everybody else see? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but you got to stick to the numbers, the facts, you know? So, you know, I, I think it was all positive. You know, like I said, I made the connection for, from the, to the loan agent that has got me a ton of deals and we close a plenty of deals together. The realtor, um, you know, I kind of made a name for myself because I'm like, I can't believe you, you pulled this together, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, just acquiring the house. Um, you know, I went in there and rehabbed the house. I took six months to rehab the five, six months to rehab the house and refinanced all my money out. 
Um, and then I had all my money back, you know. Uh, I, I was paycheck to paycheck at that point. I put everything I could into that house and uh, maxed out all my credit cards. Every credit card maxed out. I was telling my friends, I can't go out. Uh, and I was a drinker at that time. Uh, I was like, I can't go out. You know, I have no money. Maxed all my yeah. credit cards, paid the interest, all that six months. We financed it, paid everything off. I was back to square one, had a had the equity in the house. And I that's when I took off, you know. It all clicked at that time. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. You know, and this house was cash flowing, I want to say two grand a month. Yeah, it's still, <laughs> you know, so um, that's 24 grand a year right there, you know, cash flow. So uh, that's huge. That's huge for somebody that was 21, you know, in general, you know, if you have two or three of those, you know, sometimes people can walk away from their full-time jobs. Super early. Yeah. So. Now, how was kind of like the, like the sacrifice during that time? Like, was it a little tough to tough to deal with or you know did you kind of know like you know this is something that I have to do you know things are going to be a little bit tight right now but in the bigger picture like this is going to be 110 percent worth it you know I had tunnel vision kind of like what I told you I don't pick my head up you know what I mean I don't think when I when I, when I have my mind set on something I'm like there's nothing getting in the way you know um yep. so I was full speed my girlfriend wanted to break up with me at the time it was, you know, I had, all my friends were helping. They were a great part of my success. Uh, we made some funny memories, great times in the place trying to rehab it, you know. Um, made a ton of mistakes, you know. Um, when you start rehabbing at an early age, you don't understand the, you don't really understand the whole construction concept as much as you do when you start doing it a lot. So, you know, there was corners cut that I learned on. Um, so, you also don't know the liability. I'm big on liability. You know, yeah. you need insurance, you umbrella over all your properties, stuff like that. So I'm a big liability guy now. Um, but in general, um, thankfully I've never been sued, but I just one That's another thing I learned from that, that, that seminar is insurance is cheap. Accidents are expensive. I like that a lot. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so true. You know, it, uh, it stuck with me yeah. for seven years now. So, yeah, that's that, you know? Um, so, you know, any crazy things that happen? Nothing totally, totally crazy. I'm trying to think if anything uh, on any other flips has happened. Hmm. I've had no major, no major, uh, uh, you know, catastrophes, you know? I, I mean, everything's kind of, you know, I've done my due diligence, you know, have I made mistakes? Yes. Um, I, you know, you know, my biggest fear is knock on wood that a house doesn't burn down when I'm building it, you know, um, stuff like that, you know, but no real, but I talk, when we talk about that, I really had no like crazy foundation issues, structural issues, you know? Um, so, you know, structural issues to me are like, happen to get an engineer involved you know have I replaced all the structural joists in in a house before absolutely that was probably was my toughest house I can probably tell you about that later if you want to ask um but uh nothing nothing crazy wow 
in my eyes, at least. <laughs> something crazy to me would be like the house burning down when I'm, you know, rehabbing <laughs> or the, the foundation's junk and I got to pour a new foundation or, you know, you know, yeah. to replace all the sills around the whole perimeter of the house. Have I had to replace some sills? Absolutely. But nothing, nothing crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Dude, I like that a lot. Um, you know, just kind of like what you perceive as like a really catastrophic event. Um, you know, I assume might've been different from like when you first started out, you know, like just being able yeah. to, to tackle problems as they come along. And like, you know, now like that standard is set pretty high, you know, for something that, that could be like a really problematic, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm bigger on little things irritate me. You could tell me something crazy has happened. I'm like, all right, like, let's, let's get that. Let's get to work. Let's, what are we going to do? Let's plan. Let's let, let's execute. Yeah. Uh, you know, the things that, you know, uh, that, that really kind of get to me are the small things, you know, I'm big on efficiency, you know, in, in, in labor savings and, you know, um, thinking like an owner, like I tell all my guys, yeah. you got to think like me, what would you do mm-hmm. if this was your company? This is your job. Think like that, you know? So I try to get them out to run the Home Depot or the supply house twice a day or once a day plan ahead plan ahead you know if someone goes down to home depot in two times in one day that's a catastrophe for me you know what i mean i'm like (laughs) you know i'm like what you know how did you not plan that's so simple you know uh so you know just plan that's all write it down ask questions write it down you need to be trained what, what do you need to do what do you need something what do you need from me to so you can we can say because not not does it cost money it's more of a cost time and what's yeah, the biggest yeah. thing with these houses it's time you want to get them done it's a little time you know without being called that that guy oh that normal flipper that just just cares about time you know yeah so i try to separate myself from that and you know be organized and and, and be ready you know yeah, I'd say, my, I'd say my 100%. biggest pro is probably planning. I get that projects done so fast because I plan properly, you know? Yeah. I bet at this point, you know, a lot of stuff is kind of like streamlined. Would it be safe to say? Like you just have like a process, like, you know, this, 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 and this, and like everything's like really yeah. like planned ahead and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The process goes, we get the house on the contract and the windows are probably already ordered by the time we close, you know, dumps this line up for that day. Um, you know, we have scope sheets that we put on the walls, HVAC, electrical, general construction, and this is what they own because at the, and the, in the rough end of the job, they're saying, you know, I don't know the bathroom vent. Who's doing the bathroom vent? And I'm like, we've done this a hundred times, you know? So I ended up getting these scope sheets where, electricians doing the bathroom vents now you know all the time and he checks yep. off on it when it's done they check it off on the wall you know so um the scope sheets are, are, are key you know um and you know i use a lot of the same guys you know i don't penny pinch yeah I, you know i look at the numbers but you know if i'm trying to save 500 to a thousand dollars and trying to pinch the subs to like you know to to do that i'm not going to get the jobs done and yeah. three months like I want to. I sometimes I want to be bought. I, I try to be bought and sold in four months. That's like mm-hmm. always my goal, you know? And that sometimes is always getting the buyer before you just before you finish it. Yeah. 
that's super yeah. impressive man I, I like that idea a lot you know of like the scope sheets and like you know having the checklists and like yeah. literally everything's taken care of on this list and you know as things are getting done check them off you know yeah. I, I like that a lot that's yeah i feel like that can be kind of you know implemented with a lot of different stuff yeah it's crazy and it's good for me too because sometimes i will forget to order the kitchen designs and the bathroom designs and tell people what size vanities we're getting so yeah. that's all on there for me too yeah. so you know at the beginning of the job like right now the first thing you know with all what i just said we also call home depot and get a carpet order because there's a lead time we call um the appliance company and order the appliances right away because there's a lead time especially with covid so that's kind of the first things we do now too wow so, so that's all impressive. getting done <laughs> so, and that carpet date doesn't change if you talk to my guys they're gonna laugh because they're gonna be like, Mark doesn't change carpet dates. It doesn't matter if we have to build a wall after the carpet goes in, that carpet date's set and it's it's that's what we're shipping it, you know? So yeah. um, so I try not making that schedule move, you know? And you yeah. gotta be super, super organized for it not to move, you know? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's super impressive. Oh my god. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> wow. Um what do you consider to be the biggest variable to expand your portfolio, you know, or like your clientele, you know, for like either your businesses or, you know, how do you kind of like draw people in, I guess you could say. So, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, it's relationships, network, you know, um, and social media. I didn't know how powerful social media was until, you know, until I really started listening to podcasts and, and following, you know, big house slippers and be like, oh my God, like, this is, this is, this is how you get known. I was always that kind of quiet guy that was like, you know, I don't want people to know what I do because the moment someone says, oh, you flip houses, oh, you're a millionaire. Oh, you got money. I don't want to be that guy. I want to yeah. be, you know what I mean? So it took a lot to be like, you know, hey, this is what I do, you know? And uh, once that came, um, you know, I know a lot of people in town, surrounding town. So everybody has a grandmother or someone going through divorce or doesn't know what to do, distressed property at the, in the, in the same instant, I'm selling, I'm sending out direct mail is, um, uh, I actually told a story to CJ and Beth Moss uh, a couple of weeks ago when we went out to dinner, we, uh, uh, one of the properties, I, I was going to get my t-shirts made and next door. Those are sharp, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> what was that? Those are very sharp, by the way. I like that a lot. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I went to go with the t-shirts and I uh, looked next door. There's a vacant house. And I'm like, like, Amy, what's going on with the vacant house? Oh, I've been trying to buy it for years. You know, she doesn't want to sell. I'm like, all right. Cold called her immediately leaving the driveway. Told her who I was. I wanted to buy the house. She's like, you know, she's like, hey, come by. 92 years old. I drove straight to Middleborough. I uh, went in her house, cute old lady. Uh, and I said, you know, I really want the house. I want to make it something. I'm going to walk you through it when you're done. I want to make it beautiful, you know. And, um, you know, she's like, how much you want for it? And she's like, how much? I asked her what she wanted for it. She said 80000 I said, I'll do it for 80000 You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for 80000 At the time, I'm like, like score, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, that's all it took. A simple call, yeah, and yeah. she knew I was serious, and 
I may be calling at the right time. Yep. So it's just network, relationships, social media. It's a little bit of everything. Like I tell everybody, you, you're just going to be kind of diverse, you know. Um, once you start to get, you know, bigger, you start working with a lot of sales reps. And, you know, I'm the number one, number one contractor out of town Home Depot. Um, you know, I'm getting pretty big. At, I use my zone number a lot. So, you know, and I'm getting connections from his own number for framing. You know, Home Depot, they, you know, they see people all the time. They're looking to sell or their, their home projects or people, you know. So, you know, they, they keep me in mind. I mean, I've had leads come in from Home Depot. They get people that work the protest there. Um, you know, I've actually had <laughs> a no water call by my plumbing company. And I went there and I offered to buy a house. I didn't get it. I did not get it, unfortunately. Um, but that was pretty cool. You know, I'm like, hey, listen, you know, this is what I'll relocate you. I'll put you in a mobile home, um, and we'll get you all situated. And the place was gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. So it was probably in her best interest. She ended up listing it though, um, and she got a little bit more for it. So it worked out for her. You know. Mm-hmm. See, that's uh, that's incredible, right there. You know, just to be able to like go in there you know, as a contractor, you know, with the plumbing and stuff, get the service call in, go and take care of it. And then there's an opportunity there, yeah. you know, to, to be able to like help her out as well as, you know, helping you and your guys out as well, you know, and potentially get another acquisition, you know, yeah. it didn't, unfortunately didn't, you know, work out that time, but like just the opportunity right there is yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, and then as long, like same thing with the, the social media and stuff, like just creating like every possible way, of like, you know, getting you guys out there and like kind of getting in people's heads a little bit saying like, oh, you know, they're doing this crazy stuff. Um, you know, it, it's just crazy. Like yeah. just getting the, it must be really cool, you know, when you get a lead from Home Depot or something or like a place that like you might not necessarily focus on too, too yeah. much. Like, whoa, like, <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, for a referral from somebody or, yeah. You know, it, they, they all follow the story, you know, they, they're friends with me on Facebook, they're friends with me on Instagram, and they just see how well you do. And, and they, they like Instagram says, like, this is my story, you know, and they love it. That's why I kept telling you in the beginning, like, let's just be real, you know? Yep, exactly. Because people like that. People love the, the authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, in the kind of age that we live in now where, you know, not everybody is very authentic and a lot of people are just out for the buck and everything. And yeah, you know, not necessarily yep. shooting for the win-win kind of mentality. Yep. Yep. I agree. I mean, you could probably be like, you could be telling people that you've done 10, 10 properties right now, but you, you're authentic. You know, you're saying you're still shooting for your first one and that yep. makes you, you, you know what I mean? That makes you, you. So never stop being you. Exactly. I, I feel like eventually with something like that in the short term, you know, it might work out for you. But in the long yeah. term, eventually the real thing's going to come out. Yeah. You know, you're going to be yeah. exposed, you know, whether it's out of extremely good intention, well, you know, just from doing the right thing all the time and like just being real with people. And also if, you know, you've been doing the wrong thing the whole time and, and putting on the wrong front and everything, you yeah. know, like I feel like karma always kind of comes around, you know, in both directions. I agree. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Moving on to our next question mark uh what is the most important lesson that you've learned over your career i 
This one's always kind of a, a heavy hitter. <laughs> Most important lesson. Hmm. Well, for some reason, I keep going back to this because to me, it's so important to me is, um, you know, if you don't stay consistent and disciplined, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to unravel correctly. You know, um, that's, I, I think that's, I think that's probably going to be mine. You know, I, a couple months ago, I have an, I had a full-time acquisitions manager. He, you know, he didn't end up working out. I had to let him go about three, four months ago. And think about this. Uh, we let him go. I got busy with the plumbing company. I let, I let off the gas pedal a little bit yeah. on acquisitions. And what did I just tell you 20 minutes ago? You know, we only do one flip right now. So, um, and I'm at, I used to average three. So that goes back to being, you know, um, you just got to say consistent and disciplined and, 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 and to, to keep your business going, to keep things going and have faith, you know? Um, so I would say, I would say that I would say, I would probably say that to be honest with you. Consistency is key. Yeah, exactly. Consistency is key. Um, try to think what else, you know, um, probably not being greedy. Don't be greedy, you know, uh, because someone's going to do it you know, so, someone will do it, you know, instead of you. And you, what do you want to do? You want to stay relevant. You want to stay, you know, consistent, disciplined, you know, um, staying disciplined and uh, not greedy is, you know, that's where you want to be. Uh, I've had a lot of deals that I didn't have the money for even recently, you know, and you have to, you know, you have to team up with other people to get the deals, which cuts your profit in half, you know, yeah. but we stayed relevant. We still made, you know, 20, 30, 40,000. And, um, you know, you, it was a win-win for both of you and you stayed relevant. You kept your guys going and you kept moving, you know? Yeah. So I would say that. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that a lot. You know, especially just kind of like staying conservative, even if it means, you know, like doing something like that, you know, where you team up with somebody and yeah, you know, profits and stuff are sliced in half, but the risk is also sliced in half too. Correct. You know, you're not playing a, a very dangerous game, you know, and like, I guess, yeah, just increasing the risk quite a bit, you know, playing yeah. it more conservative, but everything's more conservative. I agreed. I agreed. And then you also get the bounce ideas off people, uh, off your partner. You get to pick their brain more. You know, mm -hmm. they can offer things that you can't offer. And that's how I've learned. I've surrounded myself by, um, you know, people above me, you know, yeah. you got to get it. Like Grant Cardone says, get a seat at the table, get a seat at the table. You know what I mean? doesn't matter what it costs, you know, how you get there, serve water, whatever you got to do, get a seat at the table. So. Yeah. That's the name of the game. You know, it, it's so crazy to to do that and it, it's pretty it's relatively easy too yeah you know like just like just be willing to have conversations with people and help people out and everything and like you know just just get around people who are doing a lot bigger bigger things than than you are and you know like see what you can offer to them and it's you know it, it's just a mentality thing 
you yeah. know, have them kind of bring you up, you know, through osmosis and just taking things off of people, giving things to people. And it's, it's a whole nother, like, once you understand the principle, it's, it's crazy. You know, things really yeah. start to change, you know, depending Absolutely. on who you put yourself with. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Absolutely. I, uh, I, I actually have my nephew right now. He's 17 and he's doing all the right things. He's following the right people. He's, you know, he's following the right businesses and he's, he's actually just doing like, he's driving for dollars for me right now. He drives around, looks for properties and sends them to me and he gets it. And I told him, he, he had a list. I said, listen, I, this was actually last night. I said, call them all tomorrow. He goes, there's 200 out here, Mark. I said, call them all tomorrow. He's like, I'll pay you, I'll pay you to call them all. Never mind, I'm going to give you $5,000 if you land one. But call them all tomorrow. The biggest thing is getting the right number. If they even are an indication that they want to sell, you are going to, you know, you're going to write it down and then we're going to formalize the plan, you know? So, um, you know, we did some skits, me and him. I'm like, I'm like I acted as the seller. He acted as the, you know, as me calling. And I said, yeah. I gave him some scenarios. I'm like, he's 17 years old. That's how powerful is that, you know? So um, he got it. So I'm curious. So I'm curious where he's at right now. That's incredible. Yeah. So he's like so stacked right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just just having that kind of influence and and doing that oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. Now. Like, oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah. So and especially, you know, to kind of see you as like a mentor and, you know, to kind of stem back to something we talked about earlier, um, you know, just to be able to kind of like show him alternatives to like the norm of, you know, just going to college and working all these years and, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. just show him what else is possible as well and see if that's something that he would take oh. interest in. It, yeah. it seems like he definitely has. And that's like absolutely incredible, you know, absolutely. like. <laughs> Even if it's a side gig for him for, you know, five yeah. years, he's yep. going to be way ahead of anybody. Yep. And you even know? like the skills of like just being on the phone and like, you know, just, just going through the motions and, and like the patience and stuff that's building, going through all that the list and driving through the streets and, you know, like he's knowing the area and stuff. I feel like there's a lot of like indirect like skills that are being built like ridiculously right now. Yeah. You know, there's like the main things obviously, but like, I feel like it's bigger than that. And that's, yeah, that's no, for sure. <laughs> he's going to be, you know, I, I tell him what to look for. I mean, he's caught on great. He's going to be great. He's going to be a great asset, you know? So yeah, I'm waiting until he's out of school and maybe, maybe he can shadow me throughout the summer, you know? So you can't be, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Um, moving on to our next question here, Mark, this is another big one. How do you define wealth? Freedom. You know, I'm just big on time. You can't buy time. You know, you can't buy time. Um, I make a joke. Um, you know, you just can't buy time. And, you know, and, you know, money does, I, I think money does can buy, you know, short term happiness per se. You know, you know, have you ever seen an upset guy on a boat or a jet ski? No, that's the kind of jokes I make. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but, you know, Having the money puts you in a position to, you know, have freedom. Freedom is happiness. You know what I mean? Um, freedom is more time with family, uh, to yourself, more gym time. Um, 
when you go to the gym, you feel better. Uh, this is, I'm talking about me. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, time, you cannot buy time. Like it's still kicking. Like everything I do is like my brain ticks and works on time. I, uh, I make jokes to people, you know, um, you know, when someone doesn't want to make change, I say, listen, do you know how many Fridays you have left in your life or how many weekends you have left in your life? And I'm like, do it. I'm like, the average person lives to 85, 85 minus 30 times 52. You have 1,700 more freaking Fridays left or week, 1,700 more weekends left. It sounds like a lot kind of, but think about it, 1,700. That's not many. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> no, it's not many. It's not many. Yeah. 1,700, you know what I mean? Like, that's not many. And that's saying you lived 85. Yeah. Um, wealth is, you know, everybody thinks like 401k or retirement. Let's wait till I get my 401k at 65 and a half. I am totally against it. Um, because, you know, the, I feel like, you know, it, it's designed to leave it to your your children. Or, that's not, it's a bad thing. But what do you do at 65? You know, you really don't, I mean, do you travel? Yes, you're going to have grandkids, you know, you're retired. But don't you want to live life uh, prior to that? You know, your best times are in your 20s and 30s, you know? So it's like, don't yeah, you want to yeah. be 35, 40, and have a boat? You know, being able to travel the world, uh, being able to help people. Uh, having no no issues with money, you know, no problems with rent or mortgages or being able to be an influence on your family members, you know. So uh, my family was never wealthy. So uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic to to show my, you know, my nephews and, you know, everybody else in the family, you know, what I can do and what I can bring to the table and how I can teach everybody and be an asset to them, you know. Yeah, I, I really, really like that. Um... I know, you know, you called it a joke, but honestly, it's, it's the truth, man. Like yeah. just thinking about it that way. Like I'm literally going to watch this back and like write that down and, and just remember something like that. You know what I mean? Like, even like just you mention it, like it, the way that like I, I responded to it, um, like it just kind of gave me like a, a boot in the behind, you know what I mean? To like, all right, <laughs> let's go. Like, that's not that long at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, man. It. Yeah. It's and even, um, you know, that's something I've been kind of thinking about recently is like, you know, the tradition of, you know, like working until you're 65 and, you know, most people are going to be in a job that they don't like, you know, it's just a, a given that's, that's kind of the norm. I mean, it's not the case for everybody, you know, yeah. but you're waiting until 65 to retire, you know, you'll get your retirement. And like one big thing is like, what if you want to live a lifestyle that, you know you use up all the money in your retirement like quickly yeah so like yeah. that's one big thing that like you know what if that happens what are you going to do like get another part-time job or something like and then is that going to be enough or even like you know if you retire at 65 and then like I i've seen it around me personally you know all of a sudden like all these health problems and stuff start to come up so if you were miserable until you were 65 and then you know, like cancer or something came or, you know, like some like tragic, like diagnosis happened. Yeah. Like when are you supposed to enjoy your life? You know what I mean? Like now you're at this point where like, you might not actually be able to. Yeah. 
you know, and that, that totally like, you know, ties in with what you said of like, you know, in the bigger picture, it makes more sense, you know, to be able to enjoy your life, like really young and really just take charge of something like that. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I don't get that mentality anymore of, you know, working until you're 65 and, you know, God forbid, like something were to happen, like the, at the day after you retired, you know, and now you might've like a diagnosis that you don't really like too much. And now yeah. you literally might not be able to actually enjoy that, right. you know? Yeah. 100%. That's how I think, yeah. you know? So I try to compound it as quick as possible and, and, and try to move that, that needle back to dial my yep. life to where I want it to be in my, in my thirties, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to be 30 in June. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. So. That's definitely something that, that hits heavy. I'm extremely glad that, uh, that you said that and like the way you worded <laughs> that and stuff. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, what are the most effective resources that have helped you most far on your journey? I know we've kind of talked a lot about like yeah. networking and like, you know, like we've, we've talked quite a bit about that. Um, you know, I didn't know if there was like anything else at all, like that really is like played a big part. No, just, I think we'll touch back on it again. Just surrounding yourself by the right people, the right relatives, the right uh, rehab is, um, just getting a seat, just getting a seat at the table, you know, yeah. you know, you're just going to make a name for yourself. It's tough at first, you know, um, you know, I wish I had a camera on me the whole time, you know, because it would be, it'd be amazing, you know. Um, so it's just it's just the right people, the right people, right time. You got to sense it. You know, I uh, I I was looking for another realtor. My realtor moved away. The one I was telling you about earlier, you know, I was looking for another realtor that was like I was looking for somebody that actually didn't like flip houses, but they knew a lot about it. Because yeah. I didn't have to go after them saying, hey, I want to flip houses, get me some deals. And then they're taking them anyway. So, you know, I was like, I was looking and this guy rented, this guy listed a house. And uh, I went there and, you know, I'm like, I called the listing agent again. I said, hey, I want to look at this house. He goes, all right, meet me here at this time. I met him there. And he was a realtor. He's probably late 30s right now. And, uh, you know, we've... We hit it off. Uh, he was a big realtor in Taunton at the time and still is actually. And, you know, he seen my drive, my vision. And, uh, you know, we probably did 15 deals together so far. Yeah, we've, you know, and, and because at first I don't really, I didn't really have the money, especially when we had multiple going on, um, yeah. just putting up so many, you know, call me crazy, but I, I haven't used a lot of hard money really I, I don't wow. really use that <laughs> luckily with the time i'm starting to use it more now because of where the where the market's going but it's just been going up and i'm like you know what i think we're safe i think we're safe you know because i didn't want to spend that 20 30 grand in, in, in um hard money so yeah yeah it, once again i seen it at the right time i went and looked at that house you know i shot on my story he kind of liked where i was at and he uh we kind of did it you know, that, we, ended up, we ended up doing 15 houses. We're still very good friends and partners when needed at this time. So he's very smart. I bounce a lot of things off of him. Um, he's kind of he's kind of brought me up 
to another level because he's obviously been in the game a lot longer than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, getting that seat at the table, baby. Yep. <laughs> that's that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's especially you know something significant too because like most agents out there don't really know anything about the investment half like yeah. it's like a whole nother ball game you know and then the ones who might you know might be looking for those deals on their own you know like you said and take those for themselves so to yeah. find like that really small margin in between like a lot of uh like retail focused agents like traditional agents versus like the really smart investor agents that might be taking your deal or yeah taking deals that they find i yeah. imagine is is really small yeah you know, it's very special you know to find somebody like that absolutely absolutely <laughs> um moving on to the next question uh what is yep. something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that kind of changed as you went along hold on i'm gonna read this off your slip here so give me a second <laughs> Yep. You know, um, you know, relationships change, you know, um, you got to stick to business. Uh, A lot of things change, you know, just the whole dynamic, the market changes. Um, And a lot of your person, you, you change personally, which, which changes things, you know, um, you know, your, your relationships change, your network changes, um, you know, you want to grow your network. Um, everything's changed for the better for me. Um, luckily, you know, um, with being consistent and disciplined, you know, I, uh, got surrounded by the right people, um, made the right decisions that I thought, you know, um, had no uh, crazy problems with all the houses that we flipped or rentals that we bought. Um, you know, so I think that um, I wish that, you know, one thing I did do was buy more rentals. Um, I think I have about 13 units right now, um, which is amazing because they're all great tenants. Uh, they're all paying, especially with COVID-19, uh, no issues. But, mm-hmm. you know, like I told you before, the market dictates what I do. So I could not find, uh, you know, multifamilies at the correct price. So I didn't buy, you know, I, 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 I bought them to flip, not to keep, you know. Yeah. So um, the last one I bought was last year for 285 private sale, free family. And um, I still think that was too much money. Right now, I can put it on the market for like five fifty. So you know, I, I, that's why I bought it. So um, you know, I have options with it for right now. But multis are a different animal than single family. So I, I take a little bit more risk on the multis. And I think the single families and the um, commercials is going to go way down, um, and the multis are probably going to stay up mm-hmm. because once again, like you said, everybody's starting to realize that I don't want my 401k at 65. I want passive income. You know what I mean? Um, so yep. I think that, I think that's a movement. Um, yeah. So, you know, the only thing that really has changed also is like, you know, the market, I, you have to make all your decisions on the market and what you think the market's going to go. 
Mm-hmm. That's why I'm kind of like, I'm going to do the land if I get it for the right price, but I don't want to do it, you know, because it's a six month process. I'm used to three months to get my money back. I'm used to return on three to four months versus six, eight months, maybe, you know, yeah. the last new construction I did, I started in June and I sold it in November. So what's that? Six months? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, five, six months. So, um, you know, and that one was, I was into that colonial for 340 plus the land for 125. So that's a big nut to hold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. but kudos to the people that do, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to keep talking to you for hours, Mark. I just want to get these two, uh, two last questions. In. No, no, absolutely. I don't want to hold you too long. <laughs> no, yeah, no. I have a, I have a review at, uh, I have a review at two o'clock that I want to get back to my employee, as you know. So yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, I got, we got time, so we can get these last two questions out. Have a you know okay. a conclusion, wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just I'm excited. Kind of First podcast is going pretty decent, so I kind of <laughs> like it. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I just didn't want to kind of, you know, I know you were busy, so I didn't want to butt into you. Ah, no, no, no worries. I'm glad we linked up. Cool. It's been nice to kind of relax and actually look at the screen and and, and just talk, you know? Yeah. You know, my girlfriend, fiance, should say, you know, she, she wants to kill me sometimes because she talks to me, but she doesn't talk to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> we know what we're talking about because it's just, that's the way it goes because I have so much things on my mind. So yeah. I feel like disconnected a little bit and kind of and kind of poured some information out which is going to be good for you good for everybody that follows you um it's going to be exciting you know i can't wait to see it yeah it's it's very nice to disconnect sometimes you know especially with everything going on all the time yeah you know it's definitely um what is your best piece of advice to new investors that want to start and manage their rental portfolio get the contract get the contract just do it pull the trigger yep because that's gonna be like that's that's gonna be the start you can analyze the numbers you can look at the house five times and before you do that i'm gonna call and have the thing on the contract so get there midnight 1 a.m 2 a.m freaking throw a different lock on it, do something. So someone can't get in there, like do what you got to do. Go to the list area out there, get that, put yourself in the right position. Be ready to, to pull the trigger. Too many people, too many, too many newly investors are too busy analyzing numbers, looking at things, looking at comps. Be ready for all that. That's the easy stuff, you know? Be ready for that. Yep. Um, be ready, you know, and get that contract. Because that's going to be the start of, you know, look at me, 2014, I got the contract and it, and it compiled into an absolute awesome career. And I love it. Passionate. I, I love what I do, um, you know. So, you know, and it's good paying and, and you have freedom, although I don't have much freedom because I'm just, I'm wired to, to keep going. I'm like a train, you know, so. Yep. You know, I, I, I hit the pillow at eight, nine o'clock at night and I'm, I'm out, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah, no, that's my new thing. I mean, that's just get the contract. Um, and then 
you can always have resources. Whether you, and if you, and if you, if you're off on the construction costs, go in there, have, um, you know, you know, maybe you can do it yourself, cut some costs, do whatever you're going to do. But when you turn around and make 50 grand, that's, that's the start. Yep. That's the start, you know, tough market right now. When, you're not going to get things off MLS unless you're very well-known, you know? So, yeah. um, you want to, you know, someone like me could get something faster than somebody that doesn't do it because I'm reputable, you know, exactly. and they know I can close. So that's it. Get the contract. I love that. <laughs> even too, like, you know, if things come up, you know, later on, like there's, you can get out of it too. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. you're just like you sign in your life away and then something hits the fan and you're stuck. Like, yeah. get the contract and then like you can still get out you know depending on like what happens and stuff i lost i lost a oh this goes back to you one of your questions actually now that we're talking <laughs> i lost four grand on trying to house hack a two family really i didn't get my deposit back because they didn't think i was i was gonna uh they didn't think i was gonna live in it fha didn't believe me i wrote letters yeah. i did everything i could and it was past my commitment date on my uh, lending, and I lost the money. But I came back harder. I was pissed. I was rip shit, and uh, yeah. you know, and it, 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 it motivated me to do more. Because I looked past it. Four grand sucked at that time. It sucked. But you know what? I was looking at the bigger picture. I was looking at the end goal. So. Yep, that's the name of the game. You know, and especially yeah. like the energy that that creates of like, like being like mad that that didn't go through. Like, I feel like that's, you know, kind of like a right hook to, to really like build a lot more momentum. It's like, exactly. all right, you know, screw that. Like, you know, I'm going to go do this and come back twice as high to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, what is a common myth about building a portfolio that you want to debunk? You're gonna have to help me with this one. But what do you give me an example here? Um, so mean? pretty much something that like like the everyday um like person could think about real estate investing that's like an excuse on why they won't get into it. So kind of like, oh, you're gonna be fixing toilets at 2 a.m. and you know, like kind of like stuff like that. Or you're gonna have to deal with bad tenants and you know. <laughs> yeah, um, or even like, you know, like, oh, like flipping is extremely risky. Like you're gonna lose a lot of yeah. money. You know, you know, like this is this is good. This is good. Um, so in school they don't teach you anything about real estate. Yeah. They don't teach you how to write checks, they don't teach you how to balance checks because mm -hmm. they want you working for the man and they're pissed right now. There's so much entrepreneurship going on in the world. Hence all the political stuff going on. We won't get into that. But um, <laughs> they, uh, you know, they don't, they, 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 people are taking risk. People are making more money than they ever made. We're in the best situation America has ever been in, in a pandemic. Um, so, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta take the risk. I think there's more people out to take the risk now. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, like you said, people, you know, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want tenants. They, they're not going to pay their rent, you know, you know um that's a big mortgage or you know you want that risk that headache calls at night you know there's solutions to all that hire a property manager goes back to 
getting the house at the right price. Um, take the risk. Make sure you get it at the right price. Get the contract at the correct price. You know, a lot of it's quickness. You know what I mean? It's it's follow up. It's it's yeah. it's okay. You list for one nine nine. I'll give you one nine nine. Done. Let's go. You know. And you're like, yep. all right, this guy means business. You know. Um, no contingencies. You know, to, you got to take that risk. You know, a lot of people don't want to take the risk. Um, they think everything's a headache. You know, hire. You know, if you get taken, you know, hire somebody, or you can even evaluate the tenants yourself. So you know you have the right tenants. I do all my evaluation myself. I've had amazing tenants. Um, knock on wood. Um, so I think you have to. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think that's just what you have to do. You know, um, people are going to be scared, and that's what diff- that's what uh, differentiates. You know, your your investor to your you, that that person that wants to be an employee. Um, you know, I want to be, I don't want a boss. I don't want, I want to be financially free. I want to, um, I want to build a brand. So, you know, that's what I do. I take risks. Um, so, you know, yeah. I just, I mean, another thing, I, I just got into the stock market. I'm not a stock market fan, but you know what? I'm like, you know what? Let me see what it's all about. I'll get into it a little bit and, uh, and go from there, you know? So, you know, I'm taking a risk, I, but I'm that kind of guy. Exactly. A lot of people don't want to put the work in. They're not cut out for this, you know, because sometimes you are going to get calls at three o'clock in the morning. You know what? It's part of business. But when you cash in the check, the $1,000 check or $2,000 check, passive income, where it's very little taxes are taken out, you're probably like, you know, I'm thinking of that <laughs> game call, you know? So, yeah, it's part of the game. It's part of the game, baby. Yep. Uh, last but not question, Mike, uh, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone or, you know, even a podcast or, you know, anything that you're consuming kind of. <laughs> so I read, I read, I've, I've read before. Uh, I don't read a lot of books. Um, I have read a handful of books um, in the past three or four years. Uh, my comprehension skills um, are not there. You know, I do take, I, I have takeaways, um, but I'm too all over the place. And that's an excuse. That's an excuse. I could read books. Um, right now, I'm just in a position that I'm always on the road. I'm always balls to the wall. So for me, like I said, it kind of was nice to sit here and disconnect for an hour as mm-hmm. hard as it was to get here and, and do it. Um, it was good. I could probably do that with reading too. I'm more of like an audible guy. Um, I've listened to books on Audible. I, I'm a big podcast guy. I listen to Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, Grant Cardone, Ryan Stuman, um, you know, um, and I just follow, um, you know, Mark Evans. Uh, I, go, I go to, ten, I went to 10X. Um, I went to St. Louis for um, an Arte event. I'm an Arte syndicate. It's a uh, it's a group with Andy Priscilla and and uh, Ed Milet. So I do that kind of stuff, and I hope it makes up for not reading. You know, um, <laughs> so that's my thing. You know, I'll go to the gym and I'll listen to Audible or podcasts. Although the past year, I probably haven't because I've been on the phone the whole time. Like I, I'll, yeah. I'll go on the stand has to be on my phone just so I can disconnect when I come home with the family, you know? Um, yeah. 
So I'm at the point that I, I kind of need to hire some people to kind of uh, to take the to, to take the phone calls away because I get about eighty to hundred a day. Wow. Yeah, it's not a bad thing at all. But <laughs> no, no, but it does. But sometimes you need a break. Yeah. <laughs> Still have to disconnect. You know. Once in a while. So. Yeah, I've read Relentless. Um, you know, I've read a couple of them. I forget. Uh, what's that one with uh, David Goggins? Um, there was a book with David Goggins. He's an animal. I forget what it was called, but uh, you know that one. So I've read a couple of them. You know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm a podcast kind of guy, or or or, or Audible though. Mm-hmm. I haven't really tried the uh, like the audio books at all. Yeah, I listen to podcasts and stuff all the time, but I might have to try something like that. A lot of people yeah. like that. I've learned a lot from Bigger Pockets podcast too. Oh. You know, yeah. so totally. And the best part about podcasts is they're free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can't go wrong. Nope, not at all. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much for coming on here, Mark. I could talk to you for hours, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You know, we'll, we'll get on for another one. If we draft up some more questions, you know, we'll get on for another one. You know, we'll, maybe we can make it a, a, an agenda, you know, um, and, and kind of do something else, maybe geared towards, you know, you know, someone's a, a, a new investor, what he has to do, his first steps, whatever I can do to help, you know. Yeah, I'd love to, man. This this was I was looking forward to this one for a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, if I if you don't mind, do you mind tagging um, both my companies and some of the people I mentioned? Yeah, because big thing is like you know you know <laughs> whether we you know tag Grant Cardone, Ryan Stuman, all them guys because you know the more people that see it, obviously it builds our following. You know, so I've been yeah. really trying to build the following the past two three years so yeah. i'd love to man that's Absolutely. fantastic yeah no uh, and lastly um where can you be found on like social media you know like everything <laughs> yeah so um instagram you know mock buys houses um that's my personal account business accounts eastside property llc facebook is facebook.com slash eastside property llc and um, RCL Mechanical is facebook.com slash RCL Mechanical, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where I'll be. Perfect. Yeah, Mark, thank you again for coming on here, man. This this was totally crazy. You know, I, I picked up a few like really, really crazy principles from this and you know, I yeah, can't wait yeah. to share I, it with everybody. And Absolutely, absolutely. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully, you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.